Your body is an amazing machine. It turns food into energy, heals wounds, supports your consciousness, and so much more. But it needs the right fuel and signals to function at its best. Some of those signals include adaptogens. These are compounds that balance hormones and help you deal with stress in a healthier way. If you're feeling tired, these compounds give you a boost of energy. If you're stressed, they help you return to a natural state of calm. They literally help you adapt to the stress of life. My favorite source of adaptogens is Organifi, and I am loving Organifi Gold. This delicious tea contains powerful superfoods to help you sleep and recover so you can wake up feeling refreshed and energized. It supports rest and relaxation, a healthy immune response, and a better response to stress. It's my favorite bedtime snack. Just one scoop in warm water with a splash of almond milk is such a delicious, healthy treat that I look forward to as I wind down my day. Organifi takes pride in offering the best best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Head over to www.organifi.com slash best of you and use code best of you for 20% off your entire order. That's www.organifi.com slash best of you. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Allison, and I'm so glad you're here to discover what brings out the best of you. This podcast is all about breaking free from painful patterns, mending the past, and discovering our true selves in God. I can't wait to get started as we learn together how to become the best version of who we are with God's help. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Best of You podcast. I am so glad you're here this week as we are talking about happiness. What does it mean to get just a little bit happier? We're not talking about instant gratification. We're not talking about even a fleeting feeling, as we talked about in episode 84, that dopamine hit of a momentary pleasure that doesn't actually lead us to deep-seated contentment and even that feeling of lightness and ease that we associate with this word happiness. We're talking about something deeper, how we put ourselves on the path toward increasing degrees of happiness in our life. And one of the things I have found distracts us from true, deep down, abiding joy, deep contentment, deep satisfaction in our own lives is comparison. We constantly compare our lives to the lives of others. We look at the lives of other people and we tend to compare our lives to theirs. And inevitably, we tend to see ourselves negatively in comparison to someone else. And when we get stuck in this rut of comparison, we descend into feelings of negativity, resentment, and self-doubt. We start beating ourselves up in comparison to others instead of focusing on becoming more of our God-given selves. So in today's episode, I want to talk through what comparison is, what I think the antidote to comparison is. And at the end, I want to walk you through an exercise that you can do when you feel that downward spiral of starting to compare yourself to another person. So what is comparison? When we talk about comparison, we're actually talking about what psychologists call 
social comparison. It's when we compare ourselves socially to other people. And the truth is, it's not all bad. There are positive forms of social comparison and there are negative forms of social comparison. And it's important to understand the difference. As human beings, it's actually normal to gauge our own success, our own progress, or even our own skills against those of other people. This is really natural. We start doing it early on in life. And again, it's not all bad. Comparing yourself to someone else can lead to growth when it's motivating or when you aspire to a quality that someone else has that you didn't realize might even be a possibility for you. So you might see a quality in someone you care about, a friend or a spouse or even a colleague that really inspires you. You you see this quality that someone else has and you're like, I want to have more of that. And it doesn't make you feel worse about yourself. It inspires you to want to be better. So in that case, comparison can actually be healthy. On the other hand, often when we compare ourselves to others, especially when we perceive ourselves to be less than, we perceive ourselves to be less successful or inferior or not as good as, as in they're better than me. In those cases, comparison has a negative impact on our psyche. It doesn't motivate us to want to be better. In fact, it keeps us stuck and in a downward spiral. So comparison, again, is simply looking to the lives of other people to gauge the progress or success of your own life or even the skills or the gifts or the talents that you have. And I want you, as you're listening, to think of examples that are both positive and negative in your own life. Who is someone that you look to and you see a quality or maybe you even see where they're maybe ahead of you on the road toward growth and it actually inspires you? It helps you want to grow. It helps you want to improve a specific skill or it motivates you to want to keep going. I want you to name that example, whether mentally or write it down as you're listening because that's really important to notice that there are positive instances of comparison where someone inspires you to want to be an even better version of yourself. As you notice that, I believe that's an invitation from God. That's a cue that the Holy Spirit is at work because the Holy Spirit doesn't prompt us through shaming negativity and criticism. The Holy Spirit works through gentle tapping on your shoulder and showing you, hey, that might be possible for you. I want to invite you into more of that. And so when you notice that someone's inspiring you or motivating you or unlocking a desire within you, that's a cue that God is pointing you to something aspirational as an invitation. And it's bearing positive fruit versus the negativity that comes with negative comparison. Now, I want you to think about a situation where you compare yourself to someone else and it evokes negativity, a downward spiral, maybe of self-criticism, of shame, of feeling less than. Notice that situation, not to judge or blame, but to just notice that situation where comparison triggers a downward spiral inside of you, where you just notice those feelings of less than, self-shame, and self-criticism that don't lead you to take brave steps to improve or to grow in your own life, but instead just lead you into a spiral of self-shame. And just noticing that difference is a really important step in and of itself. 
moving toward those people who inspire growth and noticing those situations that lead you to a downward spiral. And I want to add a note here about social media because one of the things social media has introduced into our lives is the ability to constantly compare ourselves to others. We have instant access to seeing what's going on in other people's lives that without social media, we might not even know. We might not even have that image in front of us. And so think about this in your day-to-day lives, but also think about this in social media. Research has shown that the addition of social media to our daily lives has primarily increased the negative effects of social comparison. So social media, instead of promoting the positive benefits that motivate us or inspire us or lead us to growth, it tends to exacerbate the negative aspects of social comparison. And so think about that question in your own life, but also think about that as it relates to the people you follow on social media. You want to be particularly mindful that you're muting those people that tend to promote the negative social comparison in your life. For this next section, I want to talk with you about this unhealthy comparison that so many of us are so acquainted with. I can feel that downward spiral in my body. I know it so well now when I head down that trail of negative comparison with someone else where the self-doubt and the shame and the self-criticism just keep piling on and I know it's not going anywhere good. What do we do to keep ourselves from going down that downward spiral? How do we keep ourselves on the path? I want to anchor this discussion in what I think is the antidote to comparison, which is healthy confidence. The best scripture to anchor ourselves on for this discussion is Galatians 6, 4 through 5. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. And so in this scripture, Paul is talking about the idea that we should be able to take pride in ourselves. There is such a thing as satisfaction in our own work, in who we are, in who God made us to be. That's the goal. That's the antidote to comparison. It doesn't really work to just beat yourself up for comparing yourself to other people. What works is to shift your focus away from comparison and toward a healthy sense of pride in your God-given self. It's not just that we're moving away from comparison. It's that we're moving toward healthy confidence, a healthy sense of deep down satisfaction in the person God made me uniquely to be in this life, in this world, in my relationships. That's the goal. That's putting ourselves on the path toward happiness. We're moving towards something. We're not just moving away from negative comparison. We're moving toward something beautiful, something God wants for us to have. So I want you to get a sense of that. As I'm talking right now, I want you to feel that in your bones. What would it be like to feel proud of who you are, to feel proud of the person God made you to be? Now, that doesn't mean you don't see the areas where you still need to grow, where you're still struggling. Of course, we see those things. But the goal is to move toward, man, I may not be where I want to be yet, but I'm on the path. I can see a glimpse 
of that person that God sees in me, and I want to move toward that person. I want to move toward that because God calls me and invites me and woos me from a place of deep love for all of who I am. God doesn't motivate me or inspire me from a place of shame, and I want to keep that in front of me as I move away from unhealthy comparison. With that picture in front of us, here's the problem with unhealthy comparison. We are keeping our view horizontally. If you imagine yourself on this path toward becoming the best version of yourself, the truest, most beautiful version of that person God wants you to become, where you're bringing goodness into the lives of other people, where you are well aware of the landmines and the pitfalls of toxicity and steering yourself around them, where you're confident and you're clear and you're delighting in the ways you are using your good gifts, you are measuring yourself vertically to the God who made you. Your eyes are primarily focused on the prize ahead of you, which is your true self in God. Your eyes are not focused primarily horizontally on other people who are on a different path. And so the problem with comparison when it gets negative is we're focusing too much on everybody else all around us. We lose focus and we start looking with longing or with envy or with self-criticism at other people who are on different paths that God never called us to be on. And here are some signs, some messages in your mind when you're focused too much horizontally. You might have a voice in your head that is laced with inferiority, envy, or self-doubt. Man, she never gets angry with her kids. I am such a lousy mom. Or she has so many friends. Everybody loves her. I'm not worthy of that kind of love. Or that couple just has it all together. My relationship will never be like theirs. And you can hear the self-defeat in that tone. You're not feeling inspired or motivated. You're just on a trail down the path of self-sabotage and self-doubt and self-criticism. And your eyes are just focused on other people instead of on the next step you need to take to move forward on the path of your one beautiful and precious life. Our dogs love Sundays. I'm not kidding. One of our dogs was the slowest eater on earth for the first several years of her life. It was painful how long it would take her to eat. The minute we introduced her to Sundays, she just laps it up. She loves it. Sundays is healthy dog food that's easy to store and serve. Most foods are one or the other, but Sundays is both. It's fresh dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients that contains 90% meat, 10% superfoods, and 0% synthetic nutrients. But unlike other fresh dog food, it doesn't require refrigeration or preparation. It's air-dried, so you simply pour and serve. It's so easy. Get 40% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash best of you or use code best of you at checkout. A recent survey found that seven in 10 parents get an average of just three hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year. Moms, you deserve to have quality sleep. And I know one thing that will help. It's Cozy Earth. You can discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code BESTOFYOU for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. 
Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology that adapts to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. And they use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. The best part is, Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of their products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. They're built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights. Treat yourself to ultimate comfort with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code BESTOFYOU for an exclusive 35% off. The luxury she deserves. Cozy Earth. Comparison can also show up in another way that's a little more insidious. You're still focusing too much horizontally, but you might be building yourself up in comparison to other people. Maybe you're noticing with a little bit of pride or a little bit of arrogance or even a little bit of judgment or self-righteousness man, I am doing so much better than they are. Their kids are a mess. At least I'm doing better than they are, or at least I don't get angry like he does. And do you hear there's just a little bit of false pride in that kind of self-talk? You're still comparing yourself to someone else. Your ego's involved just a little bit, right? Well, at least I'm better than they are, which isn't actually that healthy confidence that Paul is talking about. There's still a little bit of false self in that, well, I don't feel great about myself, but at least I'm better than they are. And again, there's no shame in this. It's just important to notice. You're still looking horizontally. You're still determining your own value, your own worth, your own success by primarily comparing yourself to someone else. Both extremes are problematic. When you criticize yourself, you move down that path of self-shaming, which is never productive. But when you criticize other people to build yourself up, you move down the path of false pride or even a little bit of judgment, which is also not productive. Neither of those extremes reflects that healthy confidence, that God-given confidence without comparing yourself to anyone else. Keeping your gaze horizontal rarely reflects healthy confidence. What I define as a humble, honest awareness of your own strengths, of your own weaknesses, of your own growth curves, and even of some of your own limitations, right? You're looking at the truth pieces of your own path honestly. You know, here's where I'm doing okay, and here's where it's hard. Here's where I'm struggling. And you're naming those things without shame before God and with a few trusted advisors. You're aware of where you're still growing. You're aware of where you're doing okay. And you're on your own path, moving toward living out your God-given purpose one brave step at a time. If you notice that you compare yourself to others frequently in the ways that I just described, I want you to start paying attention. This is a part of you that is looking to others, looking horizontally to set your standard instead of who is the person God wants me to be? What is the calling God has set before me? Where does God want me to grow? And who are the people that invite me into that calling, into that growth in a healthy, positive 
way. Now, listen, I've talked about this before in other places, but I want to share this with you here because I think this is a trap that many of us fall in. I have struggled with comparison for a lot of years without realizing that's what it was. And I write about this in The Best of You, but for me, there's a part of me that genuinely wants to see the good in others. I really observe and want to name the good I see in others. I love to hold up that mirror to reflect the good qualities I see in other people and I'm proud of that quality. I think it's something that I'm good at, but there's a flip side to that quality that has also tripped me up at times where I can do that at the expense of myself. I can be so good at seeing the good in others that I can forget to allow God to simultaneously point out the good that he sees in me, right? I can dish out the compliments, but it can be hard for me to see those same things in myself. And I know that a lot of you listening find yourself in that same category. You are so willing to point out the good you see in those around you. And it's really hard for you to allow that mirror to shine on you so that you can begin to see the beauty that God sees in you and that God wants to put his finger on and say, I love this about you. I want more of that. I want you to grow that quality. It can be hard to cultivate that ability of allowing our good qualities to be reflected back to us by God and by other people. How do we move toward that healthy confidence, that healthy ability to both see the good in others and also celebrate the good we see in ourselves? And if there's nothing else you take away from this episode today, I want you to hear me say it is a holy, sacred work to learn to celebrate the good you see in yourself. So how do we get there? Well, the solution is to shift your gaze from the horizontal to the vertical, to God, who is the one who truly sets your standard. There's a metaphor that I love to illustrate this shift from the horizontal to the vertical. It's the metaphor of a plumb line. Now, a plumb line is a weighted vertical line that extends directly toward the center of gravity. And it was used in construction to determine vertical alignment. So if you think about it, it's like if you held up a string or a cord, some Thing that wouldn't necessarily straighten out, but it has a weight on it at the bottom that keeps that line moving always toward the center of gravity. So whenever it's suspended from a fixed point, that tool is going to use gravity to stay aligned perfectly in a vertical line. And one of the most notable places where this idea of a plumb line is used metaphorically is in the book of Amos. And God's people in this book were so focused on gaining material success. In many ways, they were focused on this frantic hustle to be better than their neighbors. They were trying to get richer and get bigger houses and a lot of material success. And as a result of that, they were taking advantage of other people, in particular the sick, the poor and the vulnerable to try to get ahead. And honestly, we see some of this in our culture today, right? Where we're so fixated on trying to be better than so-and-so that we're missing out on the more important calling that God has for our lives. And in Amos, this is chapter seven, verse eight, in a vivid gesture, God holds up a plumb line to show his people how far they have strayed from the center, 
right? They're so busy trying to be better than everybody around them. They're missing true north, the actual goal, which is to follow God and to be made in God's likeness. I find that metaphor so anchoring in my own life when I sense myself starting to veer toward looking to the right and looking to the left and taking inventory of what everybody else is doing, what everybody else has got going for them. And when I start to notice that, what I do is I feel deep down in the core of my stomach, that plumb line. I try to imagine that weighted line of gravity and I literally move my eyes upward to remind myself God, I want to align with you. I want to do what you want. I want to honor you. And that image just sort of pulls me up. I feel the weight of that plumb line pulling me up out of that horizontal gaze and shifting my attention vertically to God. I take a deep breath and reorient myself to God. The truth is, when my gaze is horizontal and I'm comparing myself to everybody around me, it's about me. Even when I'm beating myself up, I wish I was better at this. I wish I had more of that. I wish I was more like them. It's ultimately about me. And I don't want to shame myself for that. And I don't want you to shame yourself for that because shame never helps. But just that simple gesture of going, oh, wait a minute. God, what do you want? What are the next steps you want me to take? Shifts me up out of that mess and into the clarity and perspective of God's view. And here's the paradox. When I focus my gaze vertically and look to God to set my standard and to give me my next steps, that's when I begin to understand how beloved I am right? It's such a paradox. When I'm staring at everybody around me, it's both all about me and I feel terrible about myself. But when I look to God to set my standard and to direct my next steps, I get clearer and braver in my calling and I feel a sense of my own belovedness and how cherished I am by God and how important my next steps actually are because that's the thing. Comparison keeps you from living out the life God designed you to live. And no matter what obstacles you are facing in that life right now, God will give you what you need to brave those obstacles that you face. He will lead you through the challenges and into a better place. But you have to keep your eyes on Him. Keeping your gaze on everybody else and wanting what they have will not help you find your way through This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we tend to get obsessed with how to change something about ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. What are some things you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024? Where are you already doing some things right that you just want to keep improving on little by little? Maybe you're doing a better job of taking care of your body, taking walks every day. Maybe you've been reaching out to other people more for support. Whatever it is, therapy can help you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. Therapy can help you improve the communication in your existing relationships. It can help you take the next steps to find a little more peace and a little more joy 
in the little things. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash best of you today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash best of you. Getting high quality food and household essentials delivered right to my doorstep, whether it's my favorite Dave's Killer Bread, incredible wine, or seventh generation cleaning supplies has been a game changer for me. I love that Thrive Market only allows trusted top quality ingredients while restricting thousands of harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and more. And with just a few clicks, I can filter out ingredients that I don't want, like gluten or high sugar content, making it so easy to find the items I need for my family. Best of all, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash best of you for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash best of you. Thrivemarket.com slash best of you. As we close today, I want to summarize four steps for you to take if you struggle with negative comparison with others. Number one, the first step is to notice and name it. When you notice that self-talk in your mind, oh, they've got it so much better than I do, or she's doing it so much better than I am, name that. That's comparison. Often at the root of comparison is an inner critic. It's just a part of you that tends to constantly point out how other people are doing it better than you are. These inner critics are trying to help. They think that by shaming us or criticizing us or beating us up, that they can get us to do better, but it doesn't help. And so the trick to working with an inner critic is to notice it and name it. I'm comparing myself to that other person. That's my inner critic. Don't shame yourself. Shame never helps. What does help is to set a healthy boundary with that inner critic, which requires you to notice it. Noticing and naming is a brave step in and of itself. When you name that inner critic for what it is, you reconnect to your true self, to your spirit-led self. You shift from beating yourself up to calming your nervous system and breathing in the love God has for you. And then number two, I want you to shift your gaze. You might even try doing this literally. Shift your head upward as a gesture of looking to God. And use that come a God technique that I taught you back in episode 81, where when you notice and name something hard, add a come a God to it. Turn it into a prayer. I'm comparing myself, God, help me look to you. And you shift your whole focus up to God just to get yourself out of that horizontal gaze. And number three is, I want you to be honest with God. This is really important. I don't want you to gaslight yourself. And what I mean by that is I don't want you to pretend like you don't feel what you really feel. Something triggered that comparison. Something might be hard in your own life. And there's a reason you're tempted to look at everybody else and think they have it better than they do. And so even as you're reorienting to God, I want you to still be honest about what you feel. And so you might say, God, this is hard. I don't like 
my situation. I don't like the way I feel or I'm struggling in my finances or I'm struggling in this relationship or I'm struggling in my parenting. It's hard. There's a reason that I'm tempted to compare my situation to someone else's, right? And so this third step is really important. You're being honest. You're not just bypassing or gaslighting yourself for the way that you feel. You're naming that you don't want to compare yourself to someone else. You're turning your attention to God instead of to that horizontal focus, but you're also being honest with God. This is hard. I'm struggling here. That's what's really going on. This isn't about that other person at all, God. This is about the fact that I'm struggling with this thing and I don't know what to do. Now, listen to what's happened as you take those three steps and you do the work. Suddenly, you're in a position to actually do something helpful to face your own challenge. Instead of comparing yourself to someone else and going down a rabbit trail of self-shame and self-blame, instead, you're facing what's hard honestly. You're saying, God, this is hard. I don't know what to do. It's tempting for me right now to just beat myself up in comparison to other people, but that's not actually helpful. And instead, you move into the fourth thing I want you to do, which is to identify one brave step you can take to confront the actual challenge that lies in front of you. Comparison is a dead end. It will not get you to where you want to go. But when you face what's hard honestly in partnership with God, you actually start to see the path ahead of you. And instead of trying to bypass that obstacle or beat yourself up or sit helplessly, you identify that, yes, there's an obstacle on your path. Something is hard. Something is bothering you. But you want to be on that path toward confidence, toward calling. And it means you've got to face this thing that's hard in front of you. You've got to find your way through it. And here are some examples of brave steps you can take that'll move you through that obstacle instead of sabotaging you. Number one, you might seek input from a trusted friend. You might go to someone and say, I am struggling with this thing. I'm really beating myself up, especially when I look at other people in this area. Can you come alongside of me and help me face what's hard? Right? So ask others for help. Number two, you might identify one step that you can take to improve some aspect of your life. Instead of comparing yourself to someone else, you might say, what do I have control over? There's some things I don't have control over, but there are some things I do have control over. What is that one thing I can control? This is such a powerful reframe to do when you're feeling stuck or lost in any way. What do I have control over? What's one step I can take? You might make a call or send an email or read a book or or even take a class. Do something proactively improving that area of your life. Another brave step you might take is to ask someone in your life, what good qualities do you see in me? I'm struggling right now to see those good qualities in myself. And you might even say, you know, it feels awkward for me to ask you this, but I could really use your help. Could you tell me the ways that you see me growing or changing or moving toward becoming just a little bit more toward this person I want to become? I really could use your encouragement. I mean, what a brave step to ask someone to give you that encouragement, that naming of the good they see in you that we all need to hear from other people from time to time. And finally, you might 
practice gratitude. And when I say that, I want to be clear, I'm not encouraging you to bypass what's hard. This is where I want you to practice something I call two things can be true. While my finances are really hard, what's also true is I am so grateful for my family. Or while this relationship is really a mess right now, I am so grateful for the good work that I have. Or while I'm floundering as a parent right now, I am so grateful for these friends that I have. So again, number one, notice and name it when you start down that comparison path. Number two, shift your gaze vertically. Visualize that plumb line and shift your gaze vertically to the one who made you. And number three, name what's hard honestly that's underneath that comparison. This is hard, God. There's a reason I'm tempted to beat myself up in comparison to others. And then number four, identify a brave step you can take that both honors the reality of what's hard, but helps you engage what you do have control over. When it comes to comparison, as you simultaneously honor what's hard while taking brave steps to face the challenges that lie ahead of you, you give yourself the gift of agency. You take control of what you can and you release the rest to God and you begin to create a life that's purposeful, a life that's satisfying, a life that helps you become the best version of yourself in God. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of The Best of You. It would mean so much if you take a moment to subscribe. You can go to Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts and click the plus or follow button. That will ensure you don't miss an episode and it helps get the word out to others. While you're there, I'd love it if you leave your five-star review. I look forward to seeing you back here next Thursday. And remember, as you become the best of who you are, you honor God, you heal others, and you stay true to your God-given self.